Hi, it's Dr. Chelsea. I'm back with part two of the Confident Dancer Summit panel discussion. If you missed last week, you can head back and start there. But the gist is that last summer, I hosted an online conference called the Confident Dancer Summit, where 20 different dance educators came together to teach a short course on different aspects of confidence. So today's episode is part two of a panel from that summit where these different educators gave their perspectives on building confidence off the Marley. The panel discussion was hosted by Summit guest speakers, Mary Went and Kinshasa Garrett. So you're going to hear from them today, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. Well, hey, Kathy McCormick, how are you? It's so good to see both your faces. You you too. Oh, I love you too. So this is going to be over before we know it. And I'm trying to be timely and respectful. It would take me, I've said this on everyone, but it would would sincerely take me 10 minutes to tell everyone your bio. So go read Kathy's bio. But yeah, I because you mentioned all the grandchildren and everything, then that's like <laughs> that's gonna take some time. I'm gonna have to tell you all about them. So <laughs> that is so true. So I know you have bullet points to share, but I did want to ask you this question to question to kind of kick it off. Confident dancer. What does your program, what have you done throughout your many years of many years of your career to help really instill a confident dancer? Um, I think one thing that's so important to do is always celebrate the small victories, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes we think we're reaching for a milestone so far out in front of us or a goal that's so huge and nothing that we do on the way is worth praising until we get there. I don't, I don't like our dancers to necessarily, I want them to have goals, but I don't want them to set a goal that's like, I will win blah, or I will make this or blah. I like their goal to be something immediate that can then move them on to another goal. So celebrating even the little, like with my little ones, it starts from the time they're very tiny. If you just do a pretty tondu, I'm going to get excited and throw you a party about that because that's where it starts. And it's those little things I think that are, are so, so huge. And I always stress too about progress, not perfection. Um, I just, that there's nothing more important than that probably in life, but I always tell the kids, you know, and there are so many perfectionist kids out there right now, starting as young as like six and seven little perfectionists. And um, you can drive yourself crazy with that. I think we all know that. You, you kind of get to where you are because you have a level of excellence that you want to meet. But perfectionism, I was telling you know, I don't think there's anything perfect in this world except for the mango key lime cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory. And I tell the kids that, which has actually worked out well because I have sometimes received like slices of mango key lime cheesecake on my birthday or whatever. It's good. <laughs> Yes. However, then I tell the kids, I said, but you know what? If you're not somebody who likes tart things, 
that's not your idea of perfect. So truly, nothing is perfect. It's only in our hearts and in our eyes and that we just have to go, you know, it's about my progress. It's about those little victories every day that make me keep growing, that make me who I am, that make me proud of myself. And I think learning that perfection means nothing in this world and is truly not attainable because it's different to every single person. Their idea of perfection is different. So there's no standard of perfection to reach for helps kids be confident where they are and going forward. Wow, that is amazing. And Mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask you a tough question that I did not prepare you for, but here it is. There, we talked about all-star dance and some people may not know the difference between all-star dance, studio dance, high school dance. Do you mind taking a stab at that? Sure, I've, I've done all that because I'm real old. So yeah, I've, I've done all that. So um, between all-star and studio, I would say the differences, the lines cross each other and, and they're, they're small. Um, with studio dance, I feel like, you know, you get those traditionals. It's kind of the competitions where they go, they're structured differently and whatever. With all-star, yes, we're all still striving for the same technical achievement. We're, we're striving for all those things. All-star, we may add a, a genre in palm and possibly kick that is not necessarily seen in the studio world. But I think our biggest difference is in all-star and having USASF and having an overarching organization that looks out for us, we have standards in rules, safety, We also have opportunities for our kids to be seen by coaches on a regular basis at different places um, for college coaches and whatever else they may want to do beyond other than just the competitions. And a huge difference is there's a character development and a leadership element that goes with that into turning our kids into better citizens once they leave our our studio floor. So um, I think that's the huge difference for me between studio and all-star is just that we have this organization to really pull things together. Competitions, competition. We, we sometimes venture over into that studio world just because it's close, cheap, good. Yeah, it's right there. Um, so competitions, competition. Now for high school teams, um, obviously you are representing your school. Your behavior matters. You have a principal or school board or whoever who's involved in your standards and your discipline and all that kind of stuff. So I find that that's also such a great path for our young dancers. And it gives them that sense of community with their school. When we have kids, we have a lot of kids at STAR who dance on their school teams. We have a lot of kids at STAR who are cheerleaders at their schools. And I think it's important for them to be involved with that community and to represent their school all along that way too. So I think those are, I mean, do one, do all, whatever, but gosh, I love that we have a leadership that cares about our kids and gives them opportunities to learn and grow Mm -hmm. along the way. Well, thank you for that, Kathy. And I know you're going to be at the national meeting, um, which Mm -hmm. is next week. And I think one of the classes, and I'm not touting it to sell it by any means, but one of the classes is dance injury and injury prevention. 
And mm -hmm. uh, I'd like you to talk just a little bit about that in helping develop a confident dancer. Again, I did not prep you for this question, but what do you do to help if a dancer's had an injury? Or what do you do as a teacher to make sure that you are helping them deal with that? Um, well, one of the things that we have really added into our protocol lately is with the HIPAA forms, please allow your physical therapist to talk to someone on our staff, either it's one of your coaches or our studio owner or, or whatever, because we want to make sure we are being a part of the solution, not causing other problems. And I think kids often will come in and they'll just tell you, no, 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 it feels good. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, we really want more than I'm fine. I'm fine. We want, yeah, but what does your doctor and your PT say? What are you allowed to do? And um, we actually do have a few PTs that we funnel our kids to mm -hmm. who have a great relationship with us and they know what we do. And um, we even had um, one of them, Children's Hospital here, brought a clinic into our studio just to assess our dancers, to ask, you know, talk mm -hmm. to them about any aches, pains, whatever going along the way um, for free as a community outreach. So that might be something that you know, there might be some place in your community that does that too. Yeah. So they brought in um, three therapists and three like doctoral students to yeah. assess kids. And we had them sign up just like on a sign up genius for little 10 minute slots and whatever. Some of them led to them going there and getting better. Um, and then also just on the other side of that, as a coach, when I start seeing kind of the same overuse injury, because almost everything we have, like accidents, you can't, you can't stop that. Overuse, like, okay, how do we fix that? We can't ask them to stop turning. We need to do that. What do I need to make stronger on them to make sure they can withstand that turning? And I will tell you my ab and hip flexor section is grueling. It's punishing. Nobody likes to do it, but we've had a heck of a lot less hip injuries since then. I went, I started it about mm, four or five years ago and it kind of grows and morphs, but I just did a ton of research talking with physical therapists, watching YouTube. There's some really great stuff. You got to be careful with who you're watching from, but um, watching some great stuff on there about how do I cause these kids to have hip flexors of steel yet? They're still flexible. Wow. So that is yeah. all really great stuff. And if, if everyone is like me, they're like, I need her email address and I'm hoping you don't <laughs> get, get that workout. So Kathy, I'm going to kind of wrap it up with you. And then Kinsasha, you and I are going to close and I'm going to ask you questions if you don't mind, but Kathy, sure. would you mind sharing your email address for all of us? I do not mind at all. It's coach miss. Kathy, C-O-A-C-H-M-I-S-S-K-A-T-H-Y at gmail.com. Kathy, you yeah. are an amazing educator and one of the sisters of my heart. So thank you for being on this. Absolutely. Love you both. So, yes, big time. Ken, I haven't seen you face to face, even though we've been in the same building. Well, I haven't seen any of you like really face to face. I can't wait till this national meeting. Oh my gosh. Can't. Yes. I can't. Well, enjoy your day. Enjoy your children and your grandchildren. And thanks again, Kathy, for being on. Love right. you. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So, can Sasha, I am going to put you under the microscope for just a second. I think it's really important for people to hear very briefly, a little bit, not too long, 
um, of your resume and then tell, share with us how you developed confident dancers throughout your long career. Well, much like Kathy, I've done it all. So I, you know, it was dance drill, just like Danae had mentioned. I'm a Texas girl. I was born and raised in Dallas. So dance and drill and studio up until 12th, 12th grade. And then I danced in college and had no plans of coaching, just doing choreography and working corporate. And of course, God had a different plan. So I worked in higher ed in the Midwest at a couple of different colleges where I worked in uh, student affairs and served as the head coach for those two spirit programs. And then from there, just normal life and fell into all-star as a judge and as a choreographer and um, was able to, you know, judge dance worlds and became active and involved in the USASF. And now I'm here, you know, as the Southwest Regional Director. And I'm so proud of my region. I say that all the time. We're, we're mighty. Uh, we're a mighty, mighty region. And uh, we're kind of the epicenter, especially on the cheerleading side, but definitely when it comes to dance as well. And myself as a coach and as a director and instilling confident dancers, it was no different than when I was coaching college, than I was all-star, than I was high school. My expectations were always very high. And I think that from the beginning, they knew that I cared about them as individuals, as human beings first, and then as a dancer, second. So they knew that they could trust me. So I think part of that helped with their confidence. I think going back to what TJ mentioned about, you know, tearing them down a bit to then build them up to the standard that we want to set and the consistency. I think that was important as well. But I really do think that, you know, the dancers knowing that they could trust me on every level helped on the performance floor as well. You know, I loved all of that. I This would be a missed opportunity if I did not ask you the question. One of the things that I have learned from you in the past year is to make sure that everyone is seen in the picture, that athletes really respond to that. So I'd like to just bring up the conversation about diversity, equity, inclusion, and sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And what, what can we do as educators especially dance educators, to make sure that we are instilling confidence that everyone feels included. What are just a tip or a tip or two or any advice that you would have for us to make sure that we are being mindful of being open to what our dancers need? So growing up, and you know this, my grandmother was very important to me. And my mother often says, I probably should have given birth to her because I'm so much like her. But one of the things that she taught me as an educator for a long time was observing and being open and taking the time to educate yourself. And sometimes it's not, it's not comfortable. It's not always comfortable at all. But just sitting back and observing and listening mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to that trust. That's part of that, right? So when you feel that you can trust someone, then you can get a lot of information from them. So then you can move forward with whatever it is you need to do 
to make things better, you know, not just for those dancers, but for the world. Um, I think there's not an excuse to go through each day without learning in, on any level. We do it as dancers, right? There, you're never perfect as we talked about perfection. Even the, you know, the greatest ballerinas will tell you, eh, you know, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not perfect because it doesn't exist, but I think that we can get close. And I, I do think that educating yourself, you know, YouTube videos, I mean, I'm not, I'm a fan of social media, but I'm not in cases like that. Reading, because we have to understand too, it isn't the job of that individual to educate us, right? It's our job to do that. So that's, that's what I would say. I could, you know, I could have this conversation for a while. Yes, it would be an all day thing. And yes, so- <laughs> But we wanted to keep this short and to wrap and to kind of just wrap this up with a bow. I think that a lot of people are going to want to reach out to you to discover mm-hmm. not only more about confidence building, maybe even about the USASF, but also about any other questions that they may have. Would you mind sharing your email address for everyone? Of course not. My email address is K Garrett. So the letter K Garrett, G A R E T at usasf.net. So that's Kay Garrett at usasf.net. Great. Kinsasha, you are amazing as always. You are the epitome mm-hmm. of professionalism and just so blessed mm-hmm. to call you my peer. And uh, oh, the feeling is mutual. You know that. The feeling, the feeling. And may, may I just say really quickly, can I just say how annoyed I am that I'm not perfectly centered as a dancer in my, in my screen. I've noticed it the whole time, but I didn't want to, but yeah. So there you go. See, you can't be perfect. You're nothing is perfect. <laughs> you are so right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and Sasha, it is a joy. We're going to wrap this up, but we do encourage you. My name again is Mary Went. My email very briefly is education.dance at usasf.net. We encourage you to reach out to any of the panelists on today. We appreciate you listening and always keep going. Stand Mm -hmm. firm. You Mm -hmm. are making a difference. And on those days when it's a struggle, take a deep breath, look in the mirror and know that you are enough and that you are giving and teaching that next generation. So thank you again. Reach out to us if you have any questions. Thank you so much. Chelsea, for having us on. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed hearing those different perspectives. Honestly, hosting that summit last year was a highlight for me, and I'm considering doing something similar this year. If you'd be interested in attending a free online summit, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. You know, what topics do you want to have covered? What are you curious about? What do you need more help around? Are there speakers that you'd love to hear from? just let me know. You can send me an email at hello at chelseaparati.com or I'm always on the Instagram DMs as well. And I'd love to just hear more from all of you about what I can do to put together another summit that might continue to help and inspire. I'm all about building our community and I think summits are a great way to do it. And it's one way that I get to share my passion for dance even more. So thank you for listening today and keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.